0: Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound, box. Back out to Allen. His 3 Tie game with five seconds remaining. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom, shakalaka. Welcome, everybody, to an Insight NBA show. I am at NBA G Wiz, also known as Maddie G. And joining me, the equally as great Maddie, Maddie O'Brien, also known right here as SC Matrix. How you doing, brother?
1: Oh, I'm in my element. We just did an uh, an Australian basketball podcast, and uh, yeah, I've got to get my uh, American voice on. I'm excited for it.
0: You have to round, it. yeah. We are in Miami. No, I'm not even going to try and be American, mate. We are in the in the we're in the very early days of getting ready for camp uh, in about a week's time in the NBA, and all eyes are currently on Damian Lillard. Talk. This is burning questions. The number one question right now is this. Where will Dame land? Because let me read you the titles, Matty, before we get down to business. Raptors, seriously eyeing Dame. Great for them. Next one up. 76ers have talked with the Blazers previously. Awesome. Tyler Hero was linked to four teams amongst Dame trade. The Jazz and the Suns are linked to the Dame trade. It is a never-ending – oh, the Blazers now are apparently refusing to speak to the Heat on the Dame trade. Which is apparently the only place he wants to go. Where does he go? What do you think is going to happen?
1: Well, like, where does he land? Like, over the years, I think that he's landed in the hearts of many, and I think he's landing himself in hot water by uh, by throwing it a bit out here. He's throwing the toys out of yep. the cot and basically says that he's not he's going to request a trade if he gets traded anywhere else, uh, which I hate.
0: And this is this is bullshit because we called this out. I said this in a pod, like one of the very first inside pods. You can go back and check it. It all just sounded like bullshit posturing from him and his team. Oh, no, no, no. We, we don't mean it. He, he doesn't really want to go to Miami. He, he wants to go anywhere. They put out a memo to every team in the freaking NBA. And we're, like, we're just anywhere but Portland, we're okay. And now it's like, actually, no, it is just only Miami. So fuck it. Let's just go yep. there. Like, it's, bu- it's bullshit. Yep.
1: But I suppose. Where does it mean, though? Like, yeah, it means. But
0: what does it mean for the trade machine? Like, what does it, what does it happen?
1: I think that they're going to take the best available and people will try and smooth it over with him. I do think that he will probably find okay. a way to Miami because I do think that they have the assets to at least get close. And Portland, even though they're at a bit of a standoff at the moment, Portland do owe a lot to Dame, I think. Um, he's right up there with one of the best Blazers of all time. Um, but I did have Is a it worth of-
0: cents on the dollar, though? Is it worth cents on the dollar to take back a bag of chips for a Ferrari?
1: Uh, not if your Ferrari doesn't have an engine in it and doesn't go. Fair, like if Fair. if David so decides he's going to sit, what happens? Like they they're just going to leave him there. Is that what they're going to do with Harden as well? Like they're just,
0: I don't, yeah. It's becoming outrageous how many guys are just like almost refusing to play unless they go where they want to go. Like Maddie, you you have a job. Um, I would like you to, tomorrow to be a marine biologist because that's what you want to do. That's what your heart tells you to do. You want to go play with dolphins. Yeah. You can't just get up and go and become a marine biologist the next day. Like, I think this is where we talk about, it is such an elite field of basketball, it's a very small milieu of places you can go. There's 30 teams and you're one of the top guys. You've trade machined it though. What, do you, what have you come up with in the, uh, in the trade machine?
1: Yeah, so I suppose if you're looking at the Blazers, one that I sort of saw working was Pascal sort of hasn't proven that he wants to be in the Raptors or he's open to a trade. Uh, maybe getting somebody back like a like Pascal and and a Gary Trent Jr. for I suppose a Lillard and a Shaden Sharp. You know, they'd probably be have to, have to be some picks that go around, but getting somebody Younger. Pascal's not that old. Um, Getting somebody that has upside, he could grow into a better player. And he's already proven that he could, you know, win in a championship team. Um, Gary Chent Jr. is a nice piece. Um, I think that the Portland Trail, uh, that the Raptors need shooters. And Shaden Sharp, uh, as his name suggests, is a sharpshooter.
0: Very true. Very true. Now, let's say I decline that one and I need to turn myself to a Western Conference team. Who have you got in the Western Conference as a possible uh, random trade machine asset that you could play with?
1: Mate, he could go back to his, to his mate with CJ. Maybe it could just work over there at, uh, at the Pelicans with, um, you know, some blokes like Zion and that. Um, who would they be willing who to Who are you up? giving me? Maybe uh, Brandon Ingram, Dyson Daniels, Kira Lewis Jr., uh, just some guys with some upside, and you do need to match the salaries. And Brandon Ingram's a good player. He, I think that he's an upgrade on um, Jeremy Grant, even though you're paying him plenty of money. Um, I think that he can play the two and money. coexist besides Scoop. Um, I think it could work.
0: Yep, I definitely see that being a work. Eastern Conference, though, you threw a really interesting one at me because Yusuf Nurkic is obviously we knew that he's like collateral damage and all of this. Like, I think that the whole Trailblazers organization at this point is a is a shit show of collateral damage. But even the talk of the Suns being willing to acquire Yusuf Nurkic in some deal that moves DeAndre Ayton onto Portland potentially for a fresh start over there, what have you come up where where? a Nurkic and Lillard package could go. Because this I, I found was very interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't love it, but I do think maybe Garland didn't have the best year last year. Um, the Cavs have proven that they are willing to trade away their future to have a dig at a ring. And tell me, uh, backcourt with Lillard and, um, and Mitchell wouldn't be the most devastating thing in the world.
0: It's very small, and I don't know if defensively it could work out. But it would just be an absolute offensive nightmare. I've got one for you that's a little bit sleeperish. I've got this in my trade machine, and it's a, almost a straight swap, um, and it works out. And you could probably pull some extra salary in on this one. Let me let me just adjust this trade slightly because I do want to throw an extra little bonus contract in there. Um, we are probably talking a you like young guys over in your team, don't you? Yep. You want someone who's a bit of a defensive
1: player, perhaps? That could
0: work. What about if I sent you Zach Levine and Patrick Williams from the Chicago Bulls for Damian Lillard?
1: Yeah, could work. Yeah,
0: I mean that works out on the trade machine. Uh, but- it, it works out for the Bulls. They need a they need a point guard. Um, by way, Javon Carter was the new guy in town. He could play a bench role. You could move very easily um, someone instead of Zach Levine, uh, Alex Caruso as your full time shooting guard um, as a defensive present to offset Dame. And then you've still got you got some of the backcourt there. So that's another one in the Eastern Conference that's been thrown around. But it's all this culture right now of, of superstars and people being moved. If you see anywhere, what's the pathway to him? Is it who do you take in Miami? Like, what is the base with Tyler Hero? Because I think that is just it can't be just that.
1: Like it, it can't be just that, but they want young guys and that's sort of what they have to offer. There would have to be a lot of picks. Yep. And everything like that. But Tyler Hero is the thing that makes the the most amount of sense, I suppose, when you go there. His... Because I think Lillard is just gonna put on an absolute turn if he gets traded on some to somebody ordinary like the like the Bulls. I don't think Bulls pull the trigger when there's this much risk that he actually doesn't play. No.
0: I've got you go, there's going to have to be draft picks in it, but even just using it as the basis with the $27 million that Tyler Hero's old and Dame's 45 that's coming up, you've got to really top up that salary. Like you've got to top in someone like a Kayla Martin or one of those guys, Josh Richardson and like a Duncan Robinson almost in there just to even try and make it work. And like, are you really wanting to take that much back? And it makes them and t- Portland worse. And it just makes Miami so much better. Do they become, if Miami lands Damian Lillard, Give me the hottest take you got right now. Do they become the instant lock to win the win the Eastern Conference this year if they acquire Damian Lillard?
1: No, I don't think they become a come a lock because I think that there's you know I think that the Bucks can still compete with them. I think that their yep. defenders can handle what they've got on the offensive end, uh, but I do think that it um, you know makes them instantly a top four team. Um, they'll be working it out. They're going to lose some games. They're probably going to rest blokes like like Lillard and and Jimmy Butler. Um, but yeah, I do think that they'll probably, I think that they're a top three team there.
0: It's, it's generally the bucks, the Celts and, and Miami in the East right now is the, is the big three teams you want to compete with. Come back to a fantasy standpoint, just purely based on fantasy. The biggest winners in this whole situation are, are going to be obviously Damian Lillard being happy. Uh, great. Miami Heat possibly winning it, like going to another championship run.
1: I can't wait to win Jimmy that Butler. Category. Obviously, is going to the happiness category. Yep,
0: Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler being happy for once. <laughs> that's that's paying a lot. That's about eight dollars fifty right now. So get on that bet if you still can, and get and get in some uh, big head coffee shares, whatever you want with him. But I think the biggest winners here right now are still going to be punters who take Damian Lid in the first round because it's going to be decided by then. So the, the biggest winner for, I think our general consciousness is that Dame is still going to return possible first round value, no matter what now. We, we know what's happening. He's going to get there. But I guess the biggest gainers, depending on who Portland really does get back, is guys like Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, and Scoo Henderson. Because you can still get these guys late in drafts. We did some mocks today. And even with this intermittent news, people are still gun shy on these guy blokes. But they're going to have the keys to the kingdom in Portland, right?
1: Yep. I don't mind like these guys, guys. I don't mind taking guys from bad teams as long as they're playing playing yeah. a lot of minutes.
0: Playing a lot of minutes, playing basketball and and giving me stats. And they're going to be inefficient. Like we we know that they're not going to be the most efficient, like field goal percentage guys. But if you can factor that into your build, that's an absolute coup. But it's all this culture of superstars and, and like who's going where? What's going on? I don't want to go here. I'm James Harden. I'm going to go and be LA Clipper. The weather's nicer there. I want to go back to Houston. But Ime Odoka's the coach there now, and he doesn't want to take me, so I'm in this shit show. But who is the next superstar, Matty? My question is this Which superstar will be the next to ask for a trade?
1: Um, sorry to rip you down here, but LaMelo Ball. Oh. Yeah, Hornets are bad. I'm not sure Bridges oh. and Miller put them over the line. Yeah. I'm let not me, sure they put them over finish the line. My- from my 27.
0: With finish shit. You you think that Lamelo could be the next guy to ask out? Yeah, he's a ball. I tell you what. I mean, I just
1: family. I just don't know if he's got
0: the collateral yet. This is fair. Okay, you know what? By all rights and for all intents and purposes, I agree. He has distanced himself from that a little bit. I mean, to be fair, like Lavars not shooting his mouth off and shit like he used to. I think he's learned a little bit of a curbed lesson. But like, I just don't think he's got that collateral, mate. Like he hasn't been healthy enough and he hasn't done like the superstar journey yet. I mean, I know he's on a losing shitty team, but he also hasn't been there enough for them. Had he been a winning player and had he been showing out as an NBA all-star and 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 getting those accolades and doing that, I could I could you know what? I'd put my hand on my heart and support you hundred percent. I just think it's way too early for him to say.
1: But what's but what's he gonna be? Like he can't get in a worse situation if he says that he wants out, like yeah. I, I, he can't go to a worse team. Like, what's he shooting himself in the t- foot that he plays for a bad team? He's already on the second worst team. Like,
0: I think, I think he's a guy that wants to get that supermax and then deal with it down by the way. Yeah, I, I think that's where it is. I think, I think that's, I think that's very much Lamelo Ball's journey is to, to fight the fight, play the basketball, get some currency under his belt and then lock it in, get that second contract, get those big dollars, and then deal with it then? Because that also just seems to be the narrative for a lot of these players. I'm going to put my hand on my heart and say that I think it's going to be Joel Embiid.
1: Okay.
0: I think Joel I think Joel Embiid is going to be the next superstar to, to just say, look, I already think it's Giannis, and I've already been eaten for that. I, I already think it's going to be Giannis. He's as much as said it in my opinion that he's not going to demand a trade. I just think he's going to be the guy who either says, you might want to trade me because I'm not going to sign here again. Yep. And Giannis could go because he's already alluded to it. But I think the next guy who I wouldn't expect to go because the process, if Harden goes in Philly, he's the next soldier if you look at people who've served and have been the franchise. For me, it's Joel Embiid, but it's Giannis. It's those named players that I that are on my watch list because you've got another one who's probably a more, I guess, reasonable one. Those are my two like guys who I don't see on their teams in three years' yep. time. I'll expect him wearing a New York Knicks Giannis jersey or a uh, Golden State Warriors fucking, you know, Joel Embiid jersey or something, like something crazy in the next two or three years. I'd expect them to go anywhere else in the world apart from on their current teams. But you've got one who you think is very imminent at the top of your list, Matty.
1: Yeah, can't wait for a Carl anthony Towns Detroit jersey. Whoa! i tell you what. Um, look. Carl anthony Towns, it's not working. They paid for Gobert. He's, I don't know, he's saying some crazy things on some podcasts. The front office aren't going to be that happy with him. Anthony Edwards has probably proven that he's the best player on the team now. Maybe Carl anthony Towns, just it's time to go.
0: Yeah, and I think he's the next guy that really makes it vocal at a point. He's just the guy right now who's just shooting his mouth off left, right, and center. And it's really become an Ed Edwards team. I think we saw the progression and the lead from him in Team USA. And I think that fantasy wise is where we've seen we've seen Carl Anthony Towns in fantasy land slipping into the mid to late 30s. And that's going to return you value if he gets a trade. Because this was a top 15 player in fantasy who's now slipping well down in drafts. Like we picked him up. What was it, man, the other day? We had him at 38. Yeah. But well, this is a guy who used to be a top 12 player. That's you can return value. To
1: he was taking contens- consensus yeah. top five last
0: year. Yep. And then he didn't prove owners. So everyone's been smacked in the mouth about it. They don't want to touch him again. His ADP is all over the shop. Like right now, 23, 24 ADPs. Here we go. Towns. Here we go. His average is 29. ESPN, he's, ri- he's raised up to 37. CBS, he's dropped to 30. Yahoo's at 27. Underdog, 28. And Fantrax at 21. So his average position is 29 that's well outside fucking a top five player. Yeah. Like that's good value. Like that's, it's good value. There's been like a whole bunch of trade talk. And that brings us, I guess, to the next part, the buddy heel news. Like who are the contenders and, and what do they need to offer? Matty, you, you've talked about that. Let's brainstorm this. Cause I haven't done this exercise much apart from the Lakers and that's not a homer pick. It's just because they've wanted him for a while. Yeah. And he's a natural fit. for Me beside, like he is a natural fit for me beside like LeBron James. I don't think if there's a better player out there um, to go beside what he does. Like you need floor spacing. What does Buddy Hill do? You need deep someone who can play defense. Buddy Hill can.
1: Yeah, I really like Buddy Hill and he's an inspiring contract with with which everybody loves. Um I do think yep. Denver have been disappointing in the offseason the way that they haven't really improved. Ooh. And I think Let
0: me run. The Nuggets machine. Yeah, Ooh. I think
1: I think Buddy Hill just looks like a guy that would be really good on the Nuggets.
0: He would be really good on the Nuggets. What about if, if I made a little bit of sauce with the Nuggets the thing about them though, a lot of their contracts are very top heavy. You've got pretty much Jamal Murray 33 million, Jokic 47, Porter 33 million, Aaron Gordon at 22 million. But then it's KCP.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be At 14. I think it's like you know, are uh, Indiana looking to make a push? In which case, you're going to have mm. to offer somebody like, you know, like, are you ever really moving on a Gordon or something? Do you take somebody really young, like maybe you're, uh, like, try and take a Matherin and and a Buddy Heald to move somebody like Michael Porter Jr. or do you just go KCP, throw all your picks at them, and, uh, and see what happens?
0: See, I'm very interested about the contract. I've been a very big um, D'Angelo Russell's getting traded guy, Like that contract at $17 million this season is the most friendly trade bait contract in the world. Now, they can't do that in the Laker lane until obviously the trade deadline, but this is where, for me, it gets very, very interesting. Does he go before camp? If so, it's not going to be the Lakers. Yep. Yeah. Because down you push down the line, they've only got guys who they can trade immediately like Jared Vanderbilt, um, Jalen hood Shafino, and Torian Prince. Max Christie, you're not letting go. He's only, He's got his rookie deal. He's going to re-up there. They're really high on him in the organization, even though there's a bit of a youth movement happening yep. over in Indiana right now. So he's a really good lure to get back. You'd really want someone like a Max Christie on your team if you're doing the youth in Indiana. Yep. But for me, it's definitely we're looking at guys like – you. Do you rob from the rich to pay to the poor? Do you do a package of like Gabe Vincent and Torian Prince? If you're the Lakers, who else are the who else do you think is a candidate?
1: I, I don't think that they're accepting anything like Gabe Vincent and Torian Prince for the um for, for Buddy Hill. Like I just don't see that happening. I could see like you know teams that are looking for those shooters, like like the like the Grizzlies or the Cavs or the Knicks or something like that. Him on the Knicks would be really exciting.
0: Him on the Knicks would be a very interesting team. In fact, New York needs a lot more floor spacing. And if you look at the New York contracts that they could sweep, they could get an expiring with uh, Evan Fournier. Yep. That's almost a direct straight swap. And they might be willing to burn that if they just want to get him out of dodge. They've got – they're very invested in guys like – Evan Fournier is pretty much the most perfect switch in the world. But you could couple that and sweeten the pot with someone like they might want to get off some of their youth movement like Grimes or Quickly, one of their young guys.
1: Yeah, and they could be a good role player on the team. Like even, you know, yeah. if they take an expiring back in in TJ McConnell or something like that, like I would think that, you know, Indiana would be excited over getting a Quickly over like McConnell or, or something like that. Maybe those couple of small up you know taking the downgrade in buddy but taking the uh in for fournier but getting you know a piece like a quickly and a pick and or something along that and way.
0: that works. Yep. In New York that works. Fournier and quickly for Buddy healed absolutely works and that does make look he quickly is right up there with six men of the year kind of candidate early in betting. Like we've talked about him being a little bit of a, a microwave score off the bench, but you just get a lot more stability out of a guy like Buddy Heald in your starting five. And if New York's willing to make a push to that next level to take them over a tier, um, that's one there. Like we've got guys, like you said, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Cavs as well. They need a like a good shooting guard and the Knicks. Like there's a lot of guys out there, but him at the Grizzlies, you're a Grizz fan. Would you like Buddy
1: Hield in New Jersey? I'd love, I'd love Buddy Hield. I just think that he'd be a really good role player and an upgrade from somebody like, like Luke Kennard. Like, I love what Kennard does at his dollars, and for four million dollars more, yeah, give, give me Buddy Hield. Um, I do think I'd find it pretty hard to work. I think that we would have to, you know, give up somebody like, like a Stephen Adams, and then a prospect like a, like a Zaire Williams or a, or a David Roddy or somebody along those lines. So.
0: Who would you be most happy to get rid of? If you are a Grizzlies fan and we're trade machining this right now, I'll run it right through the trade machine. Who would you be the most happy to get rid of if I was to give you uh, one Buddy healed?
1: Um, Steven Adams and Jake LaRavia.
0: So I'll get rid of Kennard out of that because uh, I put Luke Kennard in and Jake LaRavia. Does this work? Does this work? Does this work? And trade machine, it is successful. Grizzly's minus five wins and plus five actually paces down five wins. Grizzlies plus five. Yeah. But then again, I I would question the fear. I would roll him probably in a small forward capacity because you've got Desmond Bain as your shooting guard. So Buddy Hill really then becomes almost a glorified six man in that role. Yeah. But it's it's a lot more solid. And you still then do keep and retain the services of Luke Kennard, who is an exceptional, one of the best three-point shooters, undisputably, in the NBA today.
1: We could just stretch the floor. We could play (sighs) Jaron Jackson Jr. up there. Yeah, there's there's a lot that we could do with it.
0: And he's definitely an upgrade on the guy who's recently left, which is Dylan Brooks. And I think that leads us to our next little part, mate. What can we take away from the FIBA World Cup for NBA fantasy, apart from the fact that Dylan Brooks looks like just a new man, apparently, in Canada?
1: Oh, i've watched a lot of dylan brooks games and people love to hate you have him watched brooks.
0: a lot of dylan. He, he's they not do.
1: that bad and he is a bit of a microwave in in that sort of cases he did have some points to prove he's an angry dude um but yep. yeah look he's he's a guy that i was targeting late in drafts anyway i probably have to take him 20 spots earlier now so thanks thanks world cup look man
0: to- Mate, to be fair, we did a couple of mocks today. He was left on the one. He was left out on one of them entirely. And someone was feeling bad for him. I won't say which uh, Insight podcast network analyst was uh, feeling very bad for Dylan Brooks' emotional feelings today. It was McDell, and uh, and Mickey picked him up late in a draft today. Uh, he was very proud of that. He's like, oh, I think I think Maddie will be proud of me. And I'm like, we both are. You've, yeah. you've done you've done very well there, Mick. So he felt very bad for the emotional state. It was like, are you okay, day for Dylan Brooks? He just wanted to check in and, and make sure that he wanted a home after his success in the World Cup. So yeah, he's he's like someone who's like not being drafted and can really, if you're not if you're punting field goal percentage, he is a dream fit in your team. Like, like this is a guy who, if you're punting field goal percentage, he is like going up. So I'll just punt field goal percentage right now uh, and turnovers on fantasy scores. And again, if you want to get the insight into fantasy basketball, if you want to use Z scores to help uh, like elevate your team, check out fantasy scores, jump online fantasy scores.com 35 bucks an annual membership. It's only $30. You get five us dollars off. If you use promo code insight to do that. And you can actually pick up and look at what that does for a guy like Dylan Brooks. And he goes from, he's absolutely, he jumps up your radar. The more you take out of the game, he goes from, Where is he, Dylan Brooksy Brooks. If I tank that, Dylan Brooks goes into, I got to find his name. If I'm taking field goal percentage and turnovers for this season, my projections, I have got to look into where he goes. All right, he was a grizzly. Here we go. We've got to go grizzly and look into it. Mem, mem, mem. He shoots up, holy shit, 79 spots from the 229th ranked player to top 150. What? That's a massive jump if you're punting field goal percentage, Matty.
1: Yeah. If you're punting turnovers as well, like it jumps up again. Um, Yeah, look, Dylan, Dylan Brooks is a late round flyer. Um, in standard formats, um, I always thought he was, and now thanks to the World Cup, he's on everybody's radar. But um, if we're looking at the MVP and another guy that kills you with field goal percentage, Schroeder, tell me about him. Uh, it,
0: it's the system. It's look. That was ty- that whole team was. Put around him. Like I just, I love your podcast with Matt Malley the Toronto Raptors preview. If you haven't checked that out yet, it gave me a new nickname for Fred Van VanVleet as well. I like to call him now Dorito because his knees are like corn chips. <laughs> so um, I was a big fan of that one. And um, Schro is like, I like the Dennis Schroeder from OKC. I don't like Dickhead. I'm number one. I need to be the superstar of this team, Atlanta Hawks. Dennis Schroeder. I like that guy in Dennis Schroeder, and I had him in my team a year. I won a fantasy championship when he was with OKC because he scored points, he distributed the ball, he acted as an excellent point guard there, a facilitator in the system, and he came on and scored. We all know the guy can hoop. We all know he can score. He just took on the world and did it. I absolutely see him bringing back an owner who's, again, a, a similar to field goal percentage guy, maybe someone who's got assists early on. If you've picking up like league leaders from the point guard spot. Like if you've got a team and you pick up Darius Garland and Nikola Jokic in like, let's say you'll pick one, right? And you get Nikola Jokic and you get the turn. You're not going to pick up Darius Garland late in the third round. Like he's going out the window somewhere in the twenties, but you're stacking so many assists in that guard and out of position assists from the center spot that you could put a guard late in your draft, like Schroeder down the track, who's going to give you the points that you're not going to get from Garland because he could blow up and score 40 one game, right? Like, this is what he's showing us.
1: And assists are hard to find late, and I think that he's going to have the ball yep. in his hands, and I think he's going to be the starting point guard. Like, Scotty Barnes come out and said that he wanted to play point guard. Like, he might find himself as the starting small forward and the backup point guard, but I think Schroeder's going to have the ball in his hands.
0: Yeah, I'd like you know, I'd like mustard and tomato sauce on my hot dog. But you know what? It's unfortunate. I ran out of mustard, so I just get the tomato sauce. Whoops! Yep. Exactly like Scotty Barnes. You might want what you want, but you're going to still get something that you need to do. Yeah. Which is just play your game of basketball in Toronto. Like it's not going to always fall your way. Um, another guy who was his teammate though, Franz Wagner. He's yep. just continuing to be like a very safe bet.
1: Yeah, I think that he is going to be drafted in around that sixty and seventy and he's going to be the 60th or 70th best player. I don't see massive jumps from Orlando, um, but if there are jumps, it's not going to come through, you know, all these big massive trades and and Damian Lillard coming. 100%. I think it's going to be, you know, um, Paolo Bancaro getting better, Franz Wagner getting better, and um, Markel Fultz being healthy, like all of that. Yep.
0: Yeah, 100%. And this is, Franz is, for me, he's the new Chris Middleton. Like, for me, he's the new Chris Middleton. He's just your dependable, serviceable, second, and third option in a basketball team. He is not your superstar on your team. Franz Wagner is very much, for me, the new Chris Milton type. Yep. Scores really well, does everything on the basketball court, plays his role. You don't hear boo out of him. Beloved teammate, you know what I mean? Just gets in there, does the hard work, reaps your rewards, and you draft him with very little bit of upside. Yep. But you, he's got a high floor low ceiling. He's a, he's a high floor, low ceiling kind of draft prospect in fantasy, but Fontecchio, this is a guy that you think has a higher floor and a higher ceiling in the NBA than what he's been allowed to show currently. And you think he showed out that a little bit at the world cup, Matty.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, Look, I'm not sure exactly what I, what I see in him. Um, But Maybe the guys at the at the is he, he's at the jazz still, right? Um maybe the guys at the jazz yep. just think, you know, that he that he could be a little bit of a role seeing him doing it on one of the biggest stages. So
0: yeah, I think he's a really interesting prospect. He's someone who like just comes with a reputation as a really solid, dependable worker. Um, but they've got like they've drafted guards, like they've drafted like Keontae George in their team as well this year. So I just don't know what kind of role he's going to be able to carve out. Much like the, what do we call him, mini-joker? Nikola yeah. Jovic? Yeah. Like he, was a, he was a pleasant surprise in the FIBA World Cup. But what role do these guys get when they're playing in their respective teams? Because, Maddie, until someone gets a role, like in Miami, yeah. like what's going to happen in Miami? We, we don't even know what's going on there for Yo- like for Jovic together. Like we all liked him in the preseason last year. We yeah. all liked him at Summer League and thought he was showing out. And then we didn't hear boo.
1: I think he's somebody that, if he is a throw-in on a Damian Lillard trade or something like that, oh. then that gives him the pathway for the opportunity. You know, you you were saying earlier that they need to add someone more than Tyler Hero, and I know that was an earlier segment, but you know, Ah uh, Jovic and and picks and and Tyler Hero and you know these young guys, these these guys that could turn out. He's shown that he's good. He's probably shown enough to become a trade piece to a worse team, but a bigger role.
0: He is the cherry on top of a trade Sunday that is going to be a nice little buy. He's the kind of guy like Danny Ainge would get because, you know, he always would get those guys. It would never be the first guy that he would get in the trade. to be like someone else, like Lowry Markin was really the piece of the Cleveland trade. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's a master stroke. Like, we, oh, we'll take on Colin Sexton. It's fine. You guys don't really like Lowry, do you? Yeah. No, that's fine. Like, we, we've we got a home for Lowry, Mark. And then here, that's the kind of role that Jovic could totally get. Yeah. I'm not, I am not aggregating saying that he is going to be the Lowry Mark in of this season when traded to the Portland Trailblazers. But he's like one of those guys that the real piece of the real win of the trade, you see later. Like Shea Gildas-Alexander to the Clippers at the time. It was all yeah. about, you know, getting Shea into that team and then it provides something down the road that is now a top five NBA fantasy player. Uh, so I think that's very much what we're looking at when we look at trades like that. Um, and this is about the movement in the NBA. So I guess that brings us to our next question, Maddie. And I just mentioned Lowry Marketing. Um, I call it the Lowry Marketing 22 23 award. Who's going to get that Lowry Marketing? Who's going to get that Jalen Brunson free agent type impact, that guy who shifted impact team for a team in 23 24? Who, who are you thinking is going to be that impact guy that moves the dial in fantasy?
1: Look, I think it could be somebody like Tyus Jones. Like he was living in Jar's shadow. He was living in Jeff Teague's shadow in in Minnesota. I think that he can come across he's going to be a starting point guard. Um, he's a guy, when you have a look at his stats last season, um, in some of his best games. He- huge. Scored 28 points, 10 assists, and one turnover, shooting 63%. A 25 point, 12 assists, five steal, five three-pointers with zero turnovers. 23 points, 10 assists, one turnover. You start to get the get the gist of where I'm heading with it. Um, He's just yep. a fantastic basketball player that now has found himself in a starting point guard role. He was always considered the best backup point guard. Um, but what I've probably got is some stats of how he was without Jar. And let's just go over his career um, 13.2 points, 7.1 assists, and 3.4 rebounds, um, with only 1.3 turnovers per game. Tell me that's just not a guy that you want in your team and that you could see getting a massive you do. bump at the Wizards.
0: Yeah, you, you absolutely do. And I think you pointed out this one as well. Um, the best thing with this is. Um, you're going to mention the third player in NBA history to lead the league. This is a great note from you in assist to turnover ratio for three straight seasons, apart from Muggsy, Bogues, and CP three. Yeah. Like, like Bogey, Hornet Legend, CP three, we people talk about as being one of the greatest point guards of all time. Like we, we've got to like give him give him his flowers. It is CP three at the end of the day. Like he is one of the best point guards that's ever played the game. Like his vision on a court is ridiculous. Yeah. And then there's this guy. Tyus Jones, who does the same things on a basketball court yeah. at a really great clip, like he also doesn't like to take bad shots. It's almost like he's allergic to just throwing up <laughs> bullshit. I just don't know why Dil- he didn't have a conversation with Dylan Brooks in the locker room in Memphis to be like Dylan, no, that's not how we play basketball. <laughs> and Dylan's said, like, no, 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 we just throw it up. We just put the, the it goes in there that direction, right? Yeah. And that's not what Tyus does. I think you're absolutely spot on there. I think for me. I'm still looking at guys who've moved around in the free agency. I don't think there's anyone that stood out to me this season that's going to have an absolute bust. I do think who was going to have that kind of swing for me. Like the guy, who I think everyone was – I think it is kind of Dylan Brooks as well though by extension that he's going to have more of a role, his team. I know we've thrown some shit on him every now and then with this shit talk, but I actually think he's a free agent sleeper at the end of your drafts who you'll be able to pick up quite nicely. If you look back through the draft class of the uh, 23, 24 free agents, Maddie, is there anyone else you like? Is Fred Van Fleet was the biggest name off the board like that came off. And then he went – do you see him exceeding his ADP anywhere?
1: No, I just think him, him – no. I think he's in the same role that he was in and he's just moved across to a worse team. Like does he just have yep. more on his shoulders now? Like, yeah, he's, he's yep. in no better, no worse. Houston I find a bit of an interesting team because I do see like all these young small forwards that they've had. I do see some of those maybe towards the end of the year. They could end up jumping over Dylan Brooks in minutes cuz they might just be better basketball players too. Like
0: you go through the list and the guys who are like like guys like PJ Washington. Like I don't expect him to move the dial. Herb Jones, Austin Reeves, Jakob Purtle. I don't expect these guys to be making, like Draymond Green is getting re-upped. You know, I don't expect these guys to be blitzing anything more or less. The only guy that really moved teams was Fred Van Vliet. Chris Middleton's still sticking around. Max Struess isn't moving your dial. No. But Tyus Jones was probably one of the biggest opportunity guys that's moved in the NBA to a, a brand new role. Um, Dennis Schroeder. He does have a chance, I guess, but it's not going to be like a Jalen Brunson kind of impact. There's, no, there's nothing there for him, really. I think one of the late ones that's not impact, but someone who could be serviceable in, is Javon Carter, you've touched on before. Yeah. Um, he's a very interesting pickup for the Chicago Bulls, but there's no one, if you go through the list, Miles Bridges on his contract, he's going to do Miles Bridges things. Yeah. Like, do you really expect Thomas Bryant to be the breakout star of this year, finally unleashed in Miami? No, because he's benched behind bam, do we think christian wood is go- do you reckon Christian Wood is going to be like the guy that he was in Dallas or Detroit in l a
1: No no, I think it's more no. just talking about maybe the guys that were traded and yeah, and just you know maybe the the jump from people moving teams is your jordan Poole's and your and your Tyces and and yeah, you just free agency was dead this year.
0: It really was. I think you touched on the other guy right there. I think it was the other number one guy who's going to have possibly the biggest impact and he could end up leading the league in the uh, league in scoring, which is Jordan Poole. But again, it's a it's an interesting situation there because I still say that Kyle Kuzma is the man in town as the veteran presence almost, which is weird to say about Kyle Kuzma. I do think that Jordan Poole is there for a reason, but I do see Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma being the two bo- big dogs in town. And I don't think, th- I think that's going to, like give a I think that's gonna be an interesting return if you can get if you can get Jordan Poole from 50 later than 50 into the 60s, like 50 to 60. Like you get him at 52 to 58, I think you're gonna get some value there. And you can pick up Kyle Kuzma later, like in the 70s or 80s. And I do think Kyle Kuzma has a very strong potential to do that. But that's not the guy who's signed somewhere else or who's gonna have a step up season because they're already pretty good players. So who's the Lowry marketing of the 23-24 season? You have your eye on a very interesting name.
1: Look, I just think Larry marketing got better through growth as well. Um, and you start to think, mm-hmm. you know, you look at a, someone like Franz Wagner and I think you're just going to get what you get. But Paolo Bancaro is just extremely talented. And I think that he could just get better by having played more minutes and um, and getting a better feel for the NBA and still just, they're going to be given like he played 33 minutes a, a game last year. He's just going to be getting those same minutes in in a similar role. He's just got to pump up his numbers a bit. He still goes and gets seven rebounds, three and a half assists, you know, half a block, 0.8 of a steal. Like if he can just bump those up a little bit by taking a higher quality shot. From just being a little bit better from his teammates, but giving him better shots around him, I just think Orlando can be a little bit better, so Bancaro can get a little bit better, and um, yeah, look, I'm, he has potential to be a top forty guy. Like he is that talented, so.
0: One hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent. Look, I'm, I'm going to go as safe as houses person, only because his ADP was high last year, but he didn't return it. And it's, I'm going to go to someone else who's shared the Team USA experience. He didn't make the side like Paolo did, but Cade Cunningham in that practice team, I am really right there with Cade Cunningham still. I'm. He's a top 20 bloke for me in fantasy potentially. I think he's going to have the season this year because where his ADP is currently. So if I was to bring up uh, the ADPs on Cade Cunningham, he's sliding all over the place for me. So his average right now is 45. His average is 45. ESPN is at 69. He's climbing. CBS, he's dropped to the 50s. Yahoo is at 41. Underdog, 32. Fan tracks is about right at 32. But if I've got an early pick in some of the mocks that I've been doing at like one, two, three, or four, I don't want to see Cade Cunningham's name go past me in the third round early, knowing that he could be getting me second round value. Because I'm not going to see that pick return to me for another 20 picks. So for me, I think the season that we're going to have from Cade Cunningham, if healthy, if good, is going to be one of those ones because this is a guy who's shown out and it's it's his team like in Detroit. It really is. And I think this is the year that we see that manifest under coach Monty Williams. Jaden Ivey playing off ball, the pick and roll action with Jalen Duran, I think is going to be really productive for him and that experience of camp, like that Team USA camp, apparently the connection that those two guys had was just insane. So I'm really uh, looking at that one that's someone who's ADP rank right now. I'm looking at being like, you could you could quite easily jump that. And it's going to see how it goes in the preseason where it shakes out. But I've got an interesting one for you talking about these guys because he was only a rookie two years ago. We've got rookies, like we've talked about Paolo, who was a rookie last year. Guys like Jabari Smith Jr. we want to see take a leap as a sophomore. But it's the first year. Straight up, I'm going to ask you this, Matty. Who is the steal of the NBA draft? And do you think they have a fantasy impact this season?
1: Look, I we did these notes a little while ago and I was excited about Cam yeah. Whitmore. But now with the current, you know, trades and how Houston's looking out, I don't think he's going to get a role. Um, but what's yep. come out in the media is um, Derek Lively the second starting in Dallas, uh, which is extremely yes. interesting.
0: This is very appetizing. Jason Kidd seems right behind him, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, and look, maybe, yeah, I, it's, yeah. maybe it's just a role where he's out there um, to start things, um, get out there with with your Lucas and your Kyries, whereas other guys make more of a fantasy impact when some of these guys go to the bench because this guy just fits better. But you know what we mean. If there's minutes out on the floor, usually there's going to be numbers that follow.
0: Because we were originally like looking at Rashawn Holmes as the pickup and like in Dallas as their starting center. Like that was the, the early intel was they want to get Rashawn and like they're gonna start Rashawn Holmes and that's gonna be great for him. And then all of a sudden you skip a, a month into the pre like a month forward and we're almost on the preseason. And all of a sudden Jason Kidd is talking about Derek Lively being the guy. Yeah, like this is. I'm, I feel bad for Rashawn Holmes because he's gone there hoping he's to redeem his NBA career, and now he's going to get benched
1: behind a rookie, so he's going to have some absolute bitter pills to swallow. I'm, I'm not completely um, off Rashawn Holmes though. I'm not a hundred percent off I'm Rashawn not, Holmes with this this news. Like he could just take the is it who he game and just get out there. Maybe maybe it's a late round flyer. Maybe it's somebody that you watch the first Mavs game and uh, and just sit there and pick him up if he plays. You know. 30 minutes if he plays he only needs 28 minutes um there's there's a pathway there
0: yeah there is and you really got to watch those rotations I'm very curious my guy here is I think Keontae George as the 16th overall pick apart from guys as you said like Cam Whitmore we don't know what's going on there I think Keontae George has a potential role to really sneak into some value here as a lovely little pickup for the Utah Jazz. I really like what they've done as a team. He's had an illustrious. He was Big 12 Freshman of the Year, Big 12 Newcomer for the team. He's made the freshman teams. He shows out as a defender. Um, In the three-on-three basketball, he represented the USA in the the under-21s game in a three-on-three under-18s World Cup. He actually shows out as a guy who can hit the free throws. He rebounds well. He assists. He can steal. He doesn't get you much by ways of blocks, but he's an absolute scoring machine. And I think in a Utah team that really needs something like that with the addition of John Collins, I think this guy could really show out to have a lot of potential in Utah this year. And he's someone who I'm going to be watching on my waiver wire because he is going undrafted in a lot of leagues, especially because you've got Jordan Clarkson in town and almost like, you know, which one's which. But I like Keontae George as possibly a little bit of a sneaky like I think he's a sneaky bit of a steal who's gonna have a productive career as a Jordan Clarkson type in the NBA in the long run, Matty.
1: Yeah, and definitely like in in a dynasty draft or someone, he is he's definitely something oh, yeah. that I would look. But it's more of a what again, I'm gonna be very busy these these first couple games because I'm gonna watch watch the first game see the rotations for the jazz. And yeah, that again, there's a, they love Clarkson. um, But when Clarkson's off the floor, they can play exactly the same brand of basketball. And um, yeah, Jordan Clarkson has proven that he could be a top 100, top 120 player in the past. Maybe this guy, if your comp goes 200 deep, maybe this guy is, is someone that you could add right at the end. And yeah, return great value.
0: Especially in 20 man leagues. Like, if this is a guy in 20-man leagues, you might be absolutely able to pick up and get some buckets because points do go off the board at a point. Like, they, you're only getting guys who are chipping in a few here and there a game at a point. Get it? But if you get this guy and he's getting a stable role as like a sixth or seventh man in a Utah team that needs scoring, then this is someone who I'm going to keep my eye on behind Filipino legend Jordan Clarkson because he's a guy who I think could absolutely – um, show out. Maddie. it's almost the end of the day here in Australia. Um, it is the 25th of September. We still have no Damien Lillard trade. We could wake up tomorrow morning and this whole thing could be out yeah. the window.
1: Yep. Yeah, definitely could happen. There's a. You know what we talked about? There's pathways for that. There is a pathway that this never sees the light of day if uh, Damien Lillard gets traded.
0: I think I think if I think this will be one of those podcasts we jump on and do an emergency pod just before this one, remind everyone, hey, look, we're not an idiots. We we did know that this was happening, but we just don't know when it's gonna happen. Like we've we've been living in this perpetual dame roller coaster ride for the past, I feel like, month. And I'm kind of just over it. I just want it to be I just want it to happen now. I just like, I just it's like it's like my it's like my basketball virginity. Just take it. Yeah. I just, just get it off. It's too much of a burden to carry anymore. Yeah. I just want the news. Maddie. thank you very much. You've got some uh, – talk us up for the NBL shows that are coming on, mate. Tell us what days we can catch those.
1: Uh, you can catch them on Mondays and Wednesdays in Australia. Uh, we're going to be doing lives from now on. Um, look, it have been getting a lot of traction. I've been going out to a lot of the NBL games. I've seen over half the um, half the teams play. Oh, I tell you what. I went to, went to the Blitz the other day, and I'm sitting there with Australian right. yeah. royalty, like Bogue. And um and Luke Longley and um I had a bit of a chat to like uh, DJ Mitchell and saw Lockie Albridge at the uh, at the casino afterwards. Yeah, it was it was a ripper. It was such a good day.
0: Yeah, I was I was upset. Thank you so much for uh, giving me the hopes to fly up there to the Gold Coast for that, and then reminding me that it was in the middle of the week and not the weekend. <laughs> well done, NBL. Please schedule weekend blitzes in future on the Gold Coast, my hometown, and I'll be I'll be very happily back there. Um, we also have some exciting news in the works. We're going to be announcing our. NBA lineup very soon. Matty and I are going to cross over on a couple of pods. We're going to absolutely keep you filled with insight NBA action come the season. We've got team previews coming up. We've got the series where I mock from one to pick 14. It's going to be interesting seeing who we can get and where. Maddie will join me for one. Mick Dell, Nate Brano, Robbers join me for some heaps of content in the way. Make sure you like and subscribe. And when we get to one thousand subscribers, we're going to give one lucky punter out there an NBA jersey. Your name on your team. Put your name in the comments. Rate us five stars. Do all the things. Subscribe. We love you. Good night, Maddie. Cheerio.